0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three males reading mail. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who has a top five list this episode. I do. Bet you can't wait to hear that. This is Ryan Newman. I can't. Can you tell us what it's about? Top five recruiting classes of the last 30 years in honor of your 30th birthday. Ooh, wow. Thank you very much. Wow, I'm honored. Yeah, you should be. Okay, uh, stick around for that. And I'm also joined by the other brother who's going to be talking boy bands later in the episode. (laughs) My favorite subject, Trey Newman. All right. This is our mailbag episode. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us at CFB Bros and sent us emails, collegefootballbros at gmail.com. Remember, in the future, you can always call 260-CFB-Bros if you want to leave a voicemail question. Um, And you can also leave us. What can you leave us, Ryan? A five-star review. Uh, Where? Apple Podcasts. Yes. Don't say iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore. I didn't. Okay, I'm just <laughs> just ensuring for the future. Yeah. Um, but three of you did leave us five star reviews, so let's read those. Trey, yeah, the first one is from Brody H10, and it says, "Stop being a USC fan, Michael. Go Irish." Wow, I mean, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Stop being an Irish fan. Yeah, yeah. That could come back. I should have come <laughs> up with that. Yeah, not. As your favorite (laughs) joke, Um, okay. So, second review we got uh, also five stars, of course, from Hookem ten thirty five. I'm just going to read it completely verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. Brumacoy, 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 (laughs) Brumacoy, and six exclamation marks. (laughs) He said, "Love the pod and Hookem." Hashtag Wham Bam Sam for Heisman 2019. Hashtag not back, but on top. Hashtag Preston Stone for Heisman 2024. So again, I feel like this is an attack on me. Yeah, poor Michael here. Yeah, no kidding. You guys remember Brew McCoy transferred? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wasn't he already enrolled at USC, Michael?
1: Oh, wow. I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. Too bad. Uh, All right. And our last one is from Sunburn Guy. The Newman brothers can uh, relate to that. We we sure can. (laughs) Uh, All right. Favorite national college football podcast. Very fun listen. Thank you for giving attention to schools outside the SEC and ACC.
1: All right. There's no Michael Sucks at the end or anything like that? Uh, Maybe. Just could be. Okay. But there wasn't. (laughs) No, there wasn't. Good. Good. Okay. Time for the mailbag. Uh, Let's start. We got an email from... Rutgers Todd in New Jersey and he says honest opinions do you think Rutgers did enough with new signings and transfers to even make a difference next year or are we looking at a seemingly pointless season to get through to get through to fire Chris Ash?" well first off I got to give credit to Rutgers Todd for
0: staying involved with college football you know I mean yeah I know fighting through the pain right now I I got to appreciate his you know his loyalty. Passion, his loyalty. Thank you, Trey. Yeah. So as far as Rutgers, though, I, I wish they could turn things around, but you know, I like Rutgers. Why not? But I just don't see it happening. Their recruiting class this year was 61st. So that's not really going to help. No four stars in there. Um, they got a couple of JUCOs, but they weren't highly recruited guys. One's an O lineman and other receivers. They, I don't think they'll be able to really make that big of an impact. They're trying to hit the transfer market really hard. That's kind of what Chris Ash has been harping here. They did get a, a good recruit from from Michigan. Um, Drew Singleton, he transferred in. Really highly recruited linebacker, but he will probably have
1: to sit out this year depending on the Big 10 if he can get a waiver. Nah, who, nah, nah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just it just seems like every transfer has been getting waived. Yeah, I don't know anything know. about the specifics of that one, but Yeah, I don't either, but anyways, who knows? They also we, got they they also got er, or go ahead, Ryan Yeah, I know, yeah they got a couple other
0: guys coming in A quarterback from from BC, uh, Johnny Langan He 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 was going to have to switch positions though at BC Because he was like fifth on the depth chart So I wouldn't expect a whole lot of help from him at the QB position At least depth um, But then they did get a, a tight end transfer from UCLA Matt Alemo, I think that's how you pronounce, pronounce his name Alimo. He was a highly recruited line, uh, tight end last year And supposedly he actually has a really good chance of being eligible right away Don't ask me why Um, but he does. So he could actually make a a big impact for them, but you know, they're losing guys too. They had three transfers that are going to play somewhere else their final year. The biggest loss was Jonah Jackson. He was uh, all big 10 honorable mention offensive lineman. And so that's just going to hurt a lot. So I don't, you know, I wish I could say Rutgers was going to really improve, but I think they're
1: just waiting for Ash to get canned. Yeah, I'm not seeing enough juice uh or impact players to to turn it around for Ash and the one thing is they they need a difference maker at quarterback and that wasn't exactly addressed in this in class in a positive way. They Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've they got, got the biggest difference maker in the country already, right? <laughs> yeah. They got a pro style quarterback Cole Snyder in this class, but Rutgers was the only FBS offer he had, so that's not exactly uh too exciting if you're a Rutgers fan no yeah there's it doesn't seem like there's any help and they're. it's not like last year they were a super young team that just needed to mature because they're 87th in the country in returning production for 2019 so i just unfortunately i think it is exactly as you said i think it's just just wait to fire chris ash and i'm probably going to be a two or three win season yeah i haven't looked at the schedule but i can't imagine they'd find more than that yeah they have they have umass at home and um should be a good game. Another bad team at home. I forget who. Give me one second to think about it. Uno. So next question. We get- <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not coming to me. Not coming not to me. me. Someone look it up. Uh, okay. Uh, Rutgers Todd had another question. He says, also on paper, what are your thoughts on Army for next year? Do they have a realistic shot against Michigan on September 7th? Uh, it's a good question.
0: Uh, we all love Army. Watching Army's fun. Um, they should be good. You know, they, Jeff Munkin, he's a great coach and he's got a really good quarterback coming back in Kelvin Hopkins. We saw him last year. He's, he's really good. He, he was the first Army quarterback ever to throw and rush for over a thousand yards in a season. So he actually gives Army a legitimate passing game, which is kind of what they've been missing for a while. I mean, I know they're great on the ground, but to have an arm like that is, is a huge advantage. As far as the game at Liberty, Michigan, Liberty just came to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> AKA, I just googled. All it. All right, Hugh Freeze is going to have a tough one in those hands there. <laughs> um. So, as far as uh, Army going to Michigan, they have a chance. Of course, they have a chance. They almost went into Oklahoma and, and won last year. But I mean, there it's going to be a they'll be huge underdogs. Probably at least two what's, touchdowns. What's going to What's the point spread going to be? At least two touchdowns. Yeah, agreed. You know, so
1: it's probably closer it, to three. Yeah, probably closer to three. So likely not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, going 11 and 2 and finishing the top 20 this past season was incredible. That's unfortunately that's probably their ceiling. Um but that's not a bad ceiling to have. But yeah, the difference maker with Hopkins and but going into that Michigan game, I I really don't think there's a a chance. I know they did like you mentioned, Ryan, they competed with Oklahoma and almost beat them. But the difference is that You know, Michigan, they have a stout defense and they're not going to allow Army to possess the ball so much compared to Oklahoma, who had the the very poor defense. But looking outside of Michigan, they have a super favorable schedule. And so getting to 10 wins doesn't, it doesn't initially look to be out of the question. Not at all. It's one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen. So I have right here their, uh, this year's record of their opponents next year. I'm just going to run through it. So outside of Michigan, it's, Two and eleven, three and nine, four and seven in FCS. Seven and six, three and nine, two and ten, one and eleven, five and seven, four and eight, one and ten in FCS. Eight and six, and three and ten. A lot of numbers there, but those are some bad teams. Like, those that's are, yeah, insane. Well, they had a pretty, pretty pretty rough schedule this year too, other than OU. Yeah, their schedule this year was ninety ninth in Sagarin, but I have to imagine it's going to be yeah. How's worse it going to be better next than that? year? Yeah anyways so it's fun to see another another big it'll be another good year for them i think eight wins would be a disappointment next year maybe sure okay focus on army not not rutgers todd (laughs) uh at k hookham has our next question he says that he wants the bros take on all the transfer madness over the past several weeks he asks what kind of rule changes do you think we will see moving forward yeah, I mean it it seriously looks like it's heading more towards a, a free agent market or or at least close to it. Uh it, I will say whether you agree or disagree with that, it, it really makes the off season more fun. Uh, that that one yeah. Is, that part's exciting. Definitely. But um but I'm kind of old school. I uh, I'd prefer them sitting out so it's not a free for all. Since I think it would you know could generally favor the bigger schools, however, I, I don't mind them being flexible in the decisions for coaching changes, bull bands, or other circumstances so why do you think it'll favor the bigger schools because i I think it might be kind of even out because at the big schools you'll have like what happened with Justin Fields, although he just went to another big school so <laughs> maybe that wasn't <laughs> the best argument, yeah, but I think you'll have you'll have highly recruited guys like uh. Drew Singleton is that the guy you mentioned Ryan from Michigan yeah he's going from he couldn't make the the top of the depth chart at a really big school and so he's going to a lesser school I think it'll kind of spread out the talent maybe but like you know some of these some of the quarterbacks transferring like Justin Fields like five plus years ago Justin Fields that probably he probably wouldn't have been eligible to play right away so Ohio State would have had to kind of Maybe ha- if Tate Martell would have stayed, or if they didn't have Tate Martell, they'd have to use one of their own recruits. Yeah. So but it can I mean, go both ways. No, there, there's totally pros and cons to both sides. I'm not not anti anti the rule. Yeah i I have no problem with with all these transfers because obviously the elephant in the room is that everyone thinks these players should be compensated more than they are. Uh, so anything to give players more power or Put players in a situation where they're more happy. Then I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, but I think as far as rules going forward, what changes might happen? I just think this whole waiver system is unsustainable. It seems, you know, I mentioned earlier, it seems like everybody is getting their waivers approved, and it's very vague as to what what qualifies as a hardship. So I think they should just give every player one free transfer in their career, where they don't have to sit out. That's There's a no, good one. One free transfer. That's a, yeah, one free transfer. No questions asked. I
0: like that. Well, I mean, I, overall, the I don't really like the the idea of free transfers and the amount of kids that are transferring. Um, but what what you mentioned, Michael, is what bugs me. Just the just the gray areas where it's like, okay, who should be eligible immediately and who who shouldn't be. I mean. If your coach gets fired, okay, you're eligible. If if your mom has the sniffles, okay, yeah, you get to go close oh, to that's, home and
1: that's rude. So
0: rude, get close to her. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's just there's so many grayers. I don't know. I can't tell you what the rule is. I don't know. We all see these circumstances now. It's like I have no idea if he's going to get approved or not. Like that is what needs to be eliminated. There shouldn't be any what ifs like that situation. It should be pretty cut and, cut and dry.
1: Yeah, that's the one free transfer rule. It solves it. I like it that. solves it. I like that. Next question, at BFlex3410, also about transfers. He says, does Tate Martell get immediate eligibility at Miami? And if so, does this new free agency help or hurt college football? All right, we can give any more thoughts on that second question if we want. But let's start with Tate Martell. So I have a stat here that, um, ESPN says that 79% of waivers have been approved since these new transfer rules and the, the portal have, have been installed. And I think Martel's case seems weak as far as if this was like five years ago yeah just a, a coaching change a coach stepping down i know he had the suspension and there was the zach smith situation Same
0: system not bringing in like an option in offense or anything it's,
1: it's yeah so by old standards it seems weak but i'm just gonna say that he does get approved because that's yeah. what's happening for everyone i agree
0: i th- i think tate martell will get approved urban left there's a reason so if there's a an actual reason that you can point to i'll say he gets approved uh I, I don't know. The, the whole free agency, I feel like maybe it does hurt some of the players, actually. I know some of them, it, it'll benefit them. But, you know, there was a quote, I think it was by Butch Davis. He said that...
1: Oh, well, wise man Butch Davis. That's <laughs>
0: good. Okay. Well, I mean, listen to his words. Okay. Well, me paraphrasing his words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said that, like, there's so many kids in the transfer portal that... And the schools aren't going to have enough scholarships for the kids that are in this portal. So they're leaving a scholarship to think that they're going to find another school to go to, but they're not going to be able to find one because all the scholarships will be taken up either by the incoming freshmen are taking them already. Hmm. So they're going to be, it's like guys at the bottom of the barrel, not
1: guys that are going to be high. But for every guy in. that is going into the portal that's one less scholarship at his old school isn't it kind of a zero-sum game or well i
0: don't know i mean some guys like the, some transfers are still looking for places to go yeah right now okay and these incoming freshman classes have been filled, so it's maybe they took a freshman instead of saying hey i'm not we're not going to look for a, a transfer this year
1: all right all right you're just against player freedom i get it ryan i get it wow wow <laughs> one free transfer i i i'm i'm on board all right. But I agree with you guys on on Tate Martell. I actually think exactly the way you think, Michael, is five years ago I say there's no chance, but I think right now there is, especially with the coaching change. So Yeah. And uh yeah, I you know, I pretty much made my case about the free agency. So it's just uh it's definitely exciting. That's that's what I'll add. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next question comes from one of my favorite follows on Twitter at CFB Bros. They say Bill Connolly came out with his initial S and P Plus ratings for 2019. Which team's ranking do you think will end up being the furthest off? Wow, or I've, farthest off? I'm not sure. Farthest or furthest? I'm thinking farthest. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know, Kimmy Lynn. We need we need you to weigh in again. We need your husband to weigh in. Yeah one one talks about distance. One's relative. Oh, I don't know. Further is like like I for, to further your point. It's not. It's right, not a measure so I of think distance. It's farther. So it's yeah, farther, I think, would be correct here. Back on track, boys. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh man, I wanted to say so many schools for this question. Like Well, you can name them. Go for okay, it. Okay, well, I'm not gonna name all of the ones I had, but the the first one that really stood out to me is one we already talked about in this podcast was Army. And they were at eighty. Yeah. That's not I don't see how they're gonna be eighty. They're that's a good team. They competed with OU, they went eleven to two last year got a lot of turning production quarterback especially. I don't see 80 for for Army. Um just a few others. Well, I'll let you guys say it and then I'll mention mine. I don't want to steal any from you.
1: Okay. Well, I think the one that everybody seems to be talking about online and complaining about is Texas. Yeah. It, yeah, they're at that. 35. Yeah. I'm I'm going to leave that one maybe for someone else. I don't know if it's what you're going to say Trey, but everyone's talking about that. So I'll I'll take a different one. Um Iowa State. They're at 43 in his rankings and i'm probably going to have them in my top 20 going into the next year i think wow. the defense should still be really good the prop the only problem is they do lose those weapons on offense hakeem butler david montgomery gone to the nfl but i think i think what s&p plus isn't factoring in and i'm pretty sure it doesn't the fact that brock purdy didn't play the first four or five games of the season i think mm-hmm. If you just looked at those last games with him in there, the offensive projections for them would be much better. And I think with a full off season with Brock Purdy to get even better, um, Matt another year with Matt Campbell, I think Iowa State's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm not anti that. Yeah, you're you're high on on Campbell and Purdy. Yeah, why not? I'm, I I kind of looked at a few schools. Texas, obviously, in terms of being ranked, maybe too low uh, at you know number thirty five. I think most of the most of the world could understand why that would be too low so no reason to really hash that out but there were some that i i thought maybe were a little too high uh first mississippi state at number 10 boo uh boo. they lose a fair amount of defense the nfl obviously nick fitzgerald Sweat and simmons um and then there was there was two more i wanted to touch on one was ucf at number 27 so you know they're likely not to have Mackenzie milton Uh, so you know that's not fully probably built into the ranking. It's not, but well, actually, I take that back. It might be, but either way, I mean, they might not have of a dramatic fall because they'll still they still are superior, talented in that conference, but but maybe not quite as high. And then my final one, and Ryan, I hope maybe I'm stealing this is South Carolina at number eighteen. Um, I just really lost faith in in Muschamp, especially after that bowl game where they didn't they get shut out to virginia i mean yeah it was 28 nothing pathetic so i yeah i don't really see that happening but could be wrong ryan i have i also have two more that were too low i wonder if if any of ours are the same let's let's say at the same time oh Oh. one of mine was purdue we would have just said it in unison and it would have been such a great moment do you have any other ones don't say it but i have one more that i think is
0: too low okay, ryan's gonna say nebraska okay three we're gonna well, you just ruined it trey <laughs> <laughs> oh it's nebraska dang it yeah well 45 i think Nebraska is gonna be better than 45
1: no i agree i i almost said nebraska yeah i yeah, i do too that's I, i'm you know i'm not saying Nebraska's top 20 but 45 is pretty high yeah uh syracuse is another one they're at 56 but yeah I, I still think they still have tommy devito i think who yeah looked pretty good so i thought maybe miami at 19 was maybe a little too good too yeah high for yeah them. agreed hey tate martell maybe tate martell auburn i don't know auburn at eight I, not too far i away. like auburn going in i'm, next year. I'm gonna be even though they don't return their quarterback i'm gonna be high on auburn this year yeah that's the the big question is 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 quarterback but the thing is is like for me auburn next year which we will get into this later I, they're like all or nothing to me yeah they could it could work out or it could just really fall apart yeah
0: that's very high variance there what about Tennessee at twenty one? I thought that was a little high for them.
1: Yeah, that does sound a little high. Yeah, yeah, they've been recruiting well, but still, yeah, but they and they got a lot of returning talent, but still, it just seemed a little high. Okay, all right, we just named every single team. Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was USC, Mike? Were they like they were uh, like
1: twenty eight ish? Yeah, which sounds about sounds right. Sounds reasonable. I mean, that might even be a little generous, but yeah, who knows? Uh, speaking of USC, our next question comes from Sal of Troy. And his question is uh he wants to know the bros as a boy band. Who's who in the band? Michael the bad boy, I assume. <laughs> Which wow. Sure. Well Not sure where that I comes mean, from. Given I wouldn't say bad boy, but given the current structure of our podcast, Michael, you'd be the lead vocalist, but we really wouldn't want to waste my voice, so I'm at least a background singer okay. as well as the drummer. Drumming looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I yeah. But no matter what I am in the band, there would for sure be groupies just following me. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You sure? Groupies follow- They don't have drummers in boy bands, do they? Um, I don't um, know. It's a band. Whatever. Okay. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone's drumming, I guess. Yeah,
0: somebody's got to do it. Um, All right. Well, I said I was going to be the lead singer. I think I'm the most talented vocalist of the group.
1: I think that that might be true. I have you as the lead singer too, Ryan, um, because the lead singer has to take their shirt off. And I don't want to do that. I think maybe you're best suited for that. Of the three, which I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You you work out? I work out, yeah. (laughs) What do you bench in these days?
0: Eh, You know, decent amount. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I don't really max out anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Um, modest of you. (laughs) Sure, yeah let just say it's modest. Um I have also I actually had Trey on the drums as well. I think Wow. Yeah.
1: I, I, did. I don't think like if you're a if you're part of the boy band, you know, like no one in InSync was the drummer. Just stop thinking, Mike. Just, okay, I'm just,
0: sorry. Just, just go I'm with sorry. It. Yeah. Uh and then Michael, I have you as our um our cowbell
1: guy. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Is that because I just have no talent? All I can do is just hit a bell? Pretty much. I mean, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I Ryan, I also had you as the the lead singer, heartthrob. Thank you. And uh, Trey, you because ha- I looked up the the archetypes, archetype, archetype. How do you pronounce that one? Don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> Kimmy Lynn, library, and please help us. <laughs> um, one of them is is older brother, which uh, that's got to be Trey. And and they describe it as a cool, reassuring figure that the girls can relate to. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there you go, Trey. That's, that that's sounds real. like Trey. And then I put me as the shy one, which is described as nerdier than the rest of the band. He's cast because nerds are sexy. Sure. All right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then there's no, there's no bad boy. Uh, who? Why do you think he thinks I'm the bad boy? I don't think he thinks you're the bad boy. I think he's oh, being sarcastic. is that sarcasm? Yeah. Okay. You fell for <laughs> I tell you, think I felt bad. boy right. <laughs> um, But maybe a listener. We can have a, a listener volunteer to be the bad boy. True. Sal of Troy, join us. Join us. <laughs> uh, okay. That's enough about boy bands. Time for a top five list, Ryan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you seem taken, taken oh, aback by that. Me- my turn. Oh, I wasn't ready. Cue the music, please. All
0: right. All right. As I mentioned at the beginning, in honor of Michael turning 30 last week, it's the top five recruiting classes in the last 30 years. Now this is post, you know, five years after, you know, you know what they've already done. It's not just like Alabama this year. sure. We don't know. So I'm going to start with number five, 2006, Florida, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow's here, Percy Harvin, Brandon Spikes, Riley Cooper, two national titles, 48 wins. Great class. Was Aaron Hernandez part of that group? Uh, I don't think he was. I think he was like a year later or something. Okay, yeah, right. just checking. Yeah, <laughs> um, they actually, his his class was actually really good too. Uh, number four, we have ninety five Florida State. Peter Warwick, Corey Simon, Walter Jones, the great left tackle. Uh, this was probably Florida State's, well, arguably Florida State's best class of the nineties, and they were dominant that decade. So. Florida State, 95. Number three, I have 99, Miami. Ken Dorsey, Philip Buchanan, Clinton Portis, Bryant McKinney, that talented 2001 team. A lot of those studs were from the, their 99 class. I'm surprised there's, there's two better than that. They have an argument for number one, but they only won one national title, which is why I left them at three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, 92, Nebraska. You have Tommy Frazier's class, Mike Minner, Jared Tomich, Tyron Williams, even Darren Erstad. He Ooh, was the, the punter. The punter. <laughs> Some yeah. love for the punter, <laughs> key 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 player. But he, hey, that team, that that class was a missed field goal away from
1: three national titles. So that that's pretty they good. They were pretty good. That's amazing. pretty good. I can't wait for for number one, 1969 Nebraska. Is the last 30 years? Thanks for listening. To oh me. oh, or else it okay, <laughs> yeah. or else it would have been number one. All right. No, we got
0: number one is USC 2003. Ooh, we got Glendale White, Reggie Bush, John David Booty, Sam Baker, Terrell Thomas, Ryan Khalil, Lawrence Jackson, just stud after stud after stud. USC 2003. Amazing.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So those guys, you know, graduated in 07... Or maybe left yeah, in 06. They, they, they were a couple, two national titles, almost three. Which is right when I started college, 2007. So just in time to start yep. going downhill. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Very good list, Ryan. Thank you. Okay. You let's got a get...
0: couple honorable mentions, maybe I, I'll add. Here. Yeah, go for it. All right. We had 02 Texas, you know, Vince Young, Justin Blaylock, Aaron Ross. That's a very, very good group. 06 national titles. Mm-hmm. Very good. Or 05, was it? I 05, it was 05. Yeah. 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 Uh, 05, but, oh yeah. Uh, then 08 Bama, got to have a Bama class in there. That's the Julio Jones, Marcel Darius, Mark Barron class, Terrence Cody.
1: That was a stud class as well. So you were you were not considering NFL here, just, just how they did in college? Yeah, how they performed in college. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a few more questions left still. Uh, one from at J Skipworth. Actually, two from him. The first one is, besides Alabama and Clemson, which teams have the best shot at a national title run in 2019? So I just went and looked at uh, the betting odds for this one. So according to Five Dimes, here are the teams that are, are right after Alabama and Clemson. So we've got Georgia at plus 900, Ohio State at plus 1150, with, of course, Justin Fields being ruled eligible, which is is we haven't discussed yet on the podcast um and then oklahoma plus 1700 michigan plus 1800 so of those teams i i just i think i agree with the odds i think georgia has the third best shot to win the title you got jake Fromm still there of course and now the the kirby smart recruiting classes are starting to be the bulk of their roster the bulk of the of the depth chart so Um, and their schedule sets up pretty well this year. Only four road games. So I think they've got a great shot. Breaking news. That is, yeah, real breaking news, Michael. Thanks for just like stealing all of our teams, Mike. Well, I'm just, I'm just listing the odds, Ryan. You can, you can say another team if you want. (laughs) I mean, it's all the usual suspects, right? There's no, I know, know. no surprises here. (laughs) No, no, there's not. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Michael, on, on Georgia you know people are instantly though gonna say oh yeah but they got crushed by texas in the sugar bowl you know going into the off season i put very very little stock into that we all know the circumstances how georgia was going into that game um and it's just one game even if they were if you think they were fully motivated it's just one game yep but uh but yeah you you touched ohio state michigan you know a and M might be a, a trendy pick, at least to maybe get to the playoff. But they they have a very difficult schedule, and and the other the other teams like Notre Dame, LSU, Oklahoma. I'm gonna kind of need them to prove it to me at this point. Yeah, I mean you guys have touched on them all. I
0: I was <laughs> thinking maybe Notre Dame has a chance with the returning quarterback, and they do have a tougher schedule this year. They do play at Georgia, which will be a pretty fun matchup. Um, they do play at Michigan, so. Their schedule is not going to be quite as as easy as it was this year, but that might not be such a bad thing because they could easily, you know, they can lose to Georgia and still make it no problem. You know, go eleven to one. So, yeah, um, Notre Dame was going to be my, you know, outside of the kind of trendy picks, the obvious ones, the the Irish would, were going to be mine.
1: Yeah, my dark horse, I would, I'd say Florida. They're at thirty five to one. Yeah, but second second year Dan Mullen have got a lot of returning production both sides of the ball. They don't play Alabama from the West, so you never know yeah oh how about super dark horse utah ryan you like utah they're going to be very heavy senior laden team they're 175 to one which again ryan value yes it's going to be a losing ticket but just just the value <laughs> how's the you value you ticket? get man um no but they they don't play oregon and stanford from the north their schedule is super easy so yeah yeah I think the problem with that, though, is they probably have to go undefeated. Yeah, they would. Oh, yeah, just to make it definitely the Pac-12. Sure. Yeah, not great. Uh, although Oregon, you Hey, let's let's not. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, let's not. Well, let's not Oregon, trash the
0: Pac-12. See so yeah, in Oregon. Did they got yeah. seven five last year or something like that. Eight and five. I don't know. Oof, man.
1: It last year feels like forever ago, Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody check up on that. Um okay, Jay had a second question as well. He says turkey burgers or beef. Now, Jay is a is a loyal listener, so yeah, I'm going to hold yeah. back a little bit here, but I'm I'm offended by the question, Jay. How can this be a question? I'm offended by the question. We're born in Omaha. So, Omaha beef. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, no doubt. Beef burgers, baby. Yeah. I I don't think I've actually ever had a turkey burger. Uh, so maybe I'm missing out, but I mean, ten times out of ten, I'm I'm picking beef. I've had a turkey burger before. I'm sure I have, but what's what's funny is a couple of days ago I was at Costco and Sarah, of course, the announcer for this podcast, she she said, "Do you want turkey burgers?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? Who <laughs> are you? Are you Jay now? <laughs> Am I dating Jay Skipworth?" Which Jay's a great guy, but did you did you dump her right there? <laughs> yes, I left her at Costco. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but no, we, we did not get turkey burgers. No, no, they're okay. I, they're not, they're not, you know, it's food. They're not beef burgers. They're not beef burgers. That's for sure. Okay. Next question comes from at, did anyone get Oregon's record?
0: No, I didn't. They didn't finish in the top 25. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: somebody get their record. All right, fine. All right. Next question comes from at yihanala 4 and he wants us to grade excuses by SEC fans slash media for out-of-conference losses. Uh, so he threw out there, didn't want to be there, and mentally fatigued from the SEC schedule. And by the way, in SEC, he spell, uh, he spells it with a dollar sign. So Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yep. There you go.
0: Well, I mean, as far as th- the excuses go, I would probably say the one that, that would bug me the most is... Probably just the week to week grind. Um, that would that might be my my top. You know, I mean, I, I think there's no really debating that the SEC is the best conference. But you know, coming from a Big Ten guy who's you know a Nebraska fan, we they, the conference plays nine conference games, whereas the SEC plays eight. So you see a team like Bama getting to play the Citadel or you know Georgia Southerns of the world or even worse. But so they kind of get a nice little hiccup there. Um little breather late in the year, which would be kind of nice to have for for a team from like the big ten but I don't have too big of a beef with it. It's but. also
1: nice to play to play against uh the the big ten west
0: <laughs> Let's oh yeah funny
1: i'll I'll take nine nine games in the big ten when I'm in the west uh rather than eight s e c opponents yeah i I understand that, so yeah, I don't have a huge gripe, but if I did
0: have to pick, I'd probably say that although the thing maybe that does bug me it's not really an excuse I guess for them but a lot of these these SEC schools they never play out west. Yeah, non-conference like they just don't go they don't go west of the Mississippi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, I I agree. You you covered it very well, Ryan. Yeah, I think the the excuse of being worn down by the SEC schedule if you're going to use that in bowl games, I mean there's a lot of rest between Yeah, you get a whole month off like the yeah. SEC and bowl games. And also by the same token people say, "Oh, they're battle tested." when saying that as a positive, but that kind of contradicts each other. So, yeah, they're the best. They don't need excuses. And I'm not an SEC hater. I'm sorry. I feel like I have to apologize for that. What about the uh, the Vanderbilts of the SEC? Like, oh, yeah, we're the SEC, like, thumping our chests. <laughs> is, it, is anyone at Vanderbilt really pumping their chest, Ryan? <laughs> I'm just, I don't think so. You know. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. At C. Alton Bomber. Uh, asks why don't you guys cover more montana grizz football the grizz. the grizz no he's he's joking he says no but seriously can chad morris transform arkansas into a competitive sec team honestly yeah, with that first question i wouldn't mind doing a, a brief segment every so often covering fcs football or at least or at least yeah. maybe the top top teams you know i i get into those fcs playoffs those are fun and and the grizz have historically been a, a strong power yeah but uh but Arkansas Morris I I don't know I'm from day one I've I haven't been completely sold on him succeeding there I mean I hope I'm wrong because it 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 was fun when Arkansas was a challenger in the SEC Uh, but the problem here is their their defense last year they gave up 40 points per game in the SEC and this year they're losing five of the their top eight tacklers so might be two years in a row where they have a, a pretty weak defense so that's not not good footing and then overall, their overall program last year, they finished last in the SEC in recruiting uh, with the number 48 class. This year it improved to number 23, but that was only 10th in the SEC. <laughs> so he's going to have rough. to coach them up and and find some diamonds in the rough for it to work out. I guess it just kind of means like the word competitive.
0: Like, what do you mean by that? Like, are they going to be competing really for titles or are they just like being able to? make bowl games consistently like being better yeah being better than two and ten yeah being better than two and ten i i think he can make them competitive and decent yeah Um, oh yeah he you know the top 25 recruiting classes a year yeah it wasn't you know great by sec standards but consistent top 25 classes will be enough to get you to six wins and get to bowl games so long as you coach them up a little bit um maybe sneak in an eight or nine one season if you're lucky here and there but you know, if you're just looking at this year, I know they're probably they don't really have a whole lot coming back, um, but if you look at their schedule, it might be the easiest non-conference schedule in the country. It's it's horrible. They got <laughs> Portland State, San Jose State, Western Kentucky, and Colorado State all at home. I mean, that's that should be four wins.
1: Yeah, and I I don't blame them for scheduling that. Uh, no, as- I don't either. I would probably too if I was them. I need, we need wins. Like that's but I mean, it's it's brutally bad that that gives them a chance to get to a bowl game. I I think they're they're going to be not very good again this year. Uh, obviously, like you say, with that schedule, they're they're bound to get more wins. Um, yeah, I think after I, I was with you, Trey, I was very skeptical at first of him being able to have success, not because I'm down on him at all. I think he's probably a good coach, but just because being in the SEC West, it's just impossible. You got Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, LSU a&m even mississippi state so it's just it's brutal but and and starting out with that what's that well ben hicks at quarterback mr pick six i'm i'm not will he he be eligible immediately i don't know he's a grad transfer i think so i think he's definitely yeah he was oh yeah 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 you're right but they were uh so last year they started out 48th ranked recruiting class but that was a transition class so i'll i'll forgive that and this year after going 2 and 10 getting the 23rd ranked class that is is promising so yeah. like you say Ryan if they continue having top 25 classes they'll be a solid team yeah absolutely it I, might only lead to 7 and 5 seasons cuz they're in the uh sec west but yeah there there's a chance i i'm with you all right next question comes from at braden hodges do any of you plan to attend a spring game this year uh i'll take this one first i'm not i do not there's not not a lot of excitement the only one of course would be usc um but it's it's a couple hour drive You'd be the only one there too i know that's the thing no one's going to be there there even when when we were good not that many people would go um so i I just don't think it'll be worth my you you can come visit me yeah like i said i'm really definitely probably not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) go yeah i don't blame you um
0: yeah i I'm not gonna go to a spring game. I think I've only been to one in my my life. That was the Nebraska one that we went to as a family when we were like little kids um other than that no i i don't I'm not gonna go I'll watch
1: a lot of them just you know 'cause they're on but that's it yeah i I don't think we're gonna go, but yeah, like you said Ryan, having a fair amount of them on tv i i do tune in for pieces uh just to see the new faces and how some players have evolved that's what's uh kind of fun to watch now and nebraska's already sold out their spring game again that's right excitement's in the air if we lived in lincoln we'd definitely go if we lived in nebraska oh yeah yeah. sure nothing nothing better to do right okay braden hodges of course has to have a second question here and he asks which bro is the best podcast host wow I'm gonna say it's a tie. It's a tie <laughs> between me and Trey. <laughs> what, wow. about what about you, Ryan?
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a tie. I will say it's Michael. I think he's the best of the bunch. He's I think he's probably the most natural of us three, and
1: no, know, he's just but he's that's just good because at it. he's the only host. That oh, so you you think what? What, what? are you then? Are you a sidekick? Yeah. I'm more like I don't know, no, but I'll I'll will agree. My, Michael's the the best, you know. But I I think you know Ryan and I haven't fully been able to show our talents. So Michael, you might be limiting us. Yeah, you're holding, you're holding us back. Yeah, that's true. I ain't played nobody yet. I ain't played nobody. <laughs> you guys haven't even had a chance. yet. Yeah, no, but you're you're pretty solid at it. We should we should one of these off season episodes. We should have somebody else host it. Be the the lead host. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like we should do a poll and ask oh god no no that that would just <laughs> it would turn us against each other for sure <laughs> no matter what happened <laughs> true <laughs> um okay thanks for that Braden. We're we're still standing we're still friends yeah. so i don't know if your goal is to break us apart yeah he's always trying to break us up he is last question last question it's from mom she said hi bros other than nebraska and usc what team are you most looking forward to watching in the 2019 season and why? Dot, dot, dot. Oopsie. Never mind USC. Ha. <laughs> Love mom. <laughs> Whoa, man, getting it from everyone's mom, just ragging on me and USC this episode. <laughs> Piling on. So, what do you guys think? Who are you most excited for? I'm going to say, I, I, you know, oh, Yeehan's not going to like this because I kind of narrowed it down to two SEC schools. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say, I'm going to say A&M. Jimbo overachieved in year one, and I'm looking forward to see what he can build it into in year two. He's got Mond coming back. uh, The top five receivers from last year return as well. And then you mix in the number three recruiting class. They have a tough schedule, but this season could propel them into a solid string of years to come. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Number three recruiting class? Texas fans are mad right now excuse me four four (laughs) depending on the on the the system you look at yeah there's a lot of controversy about that though whether texas is getting artificially boosted in the rankings nobody does nobody does (laughs) nobody does i don't even know what you're talking about yeah you do well i know you're quoting uh team america yeah but i don't know just wanted to get a Stupid quote in there, I guess. All right, go. (laughs) Uh, All right, my team is
0: not from the SEC, uh, but it is from the Southeast. Uh, It's Florida State, the Seminoles. I am very intrigued by them, what's going to happen this year. They do have a returning quarterback. I mean, well, sort of. Blackman's played. Um, But it's just like Willie Taggart, man, came in with a lot of hype. First year, they were preseason ranked pretty high. thought they were going to be pretty good outside chance of competing with Clemson, it just was horrible. Didn't make a bowl game. They were awful. But the ACC still isn't good. I mean, other than Clemson, why not Florida State this year? I mean, yeah, it's possible they could improve off of that horrible first year. I mean, why not? I'd. But he just, he needs
1: it. Like, he really does. Can you imagine if they go five and seven? Is that, that's a disaster. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I mean, he could be gone after that next
0: year. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I'm very intrigued to see what happens down there in Tallahassee.
1: I'll be interested to see what their—I don't know if any—they probably don't have these out yet—but what their season win total will be. Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen any of those yet either. But yeah, uh, I'm going with an SEC school as well for mine. And Trey, it was a team that you uh, you think's overrated on on S and P Plus Mississippi State. Of course, I so I like Mississippi State because I think they were underrated this past season just because of their brutal schedule. All of their losses were reasonable. Uh, and the defense was obviously incredible, and I know they did, lose Jeffrey Simmons. Montez. Did they get an
0: upgrade at quarterback?
1: Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Defense is still, I think, still going to be very good. They're projected to be second S and B plus, and I have to think quarterback play is going to be better. I, I just think for whatever reason, Nick Fitzgerald wasn't a fit for Joe Moorhead, but now you got year two of of Joe Moorhead's offense for all those players, and whether the quarterbacks Keeton Thompson. Or they've also got a, a four-star redshirt freshman, Jalen Maiden. Uh, I think quarterback play is going to be better. So if the if the def, if the offense is just pretty good, then I think they they could be a top ten team. Yeah. All right. Not surprised you picked them. Yeah. I'm in love with Joe Moore. I was
0: thinking maybe to throw in the team we mentioned earlier is the the Ducks, just because Herbert's coming back.
1: Nebraska. I'd st- I. Well, oh, she course. said besides Nebraska. Oh, that's right. Of course. Besides. <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. Besides Nebraska. But okay. My bad. Sorry, mom. Auburn, the one thing about Auburn is Gus Malzahn's taking over the play calling duties as well. So it obviously worked in the the bowl game. So that'll be interesting. Yep. Storyline. Okay. That's all the questions. Thanks for listening to our mailbag episode. And thanks again, everyone who wrote in questions. We really appreciate it. Um, Next week, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. What are we going to do? I can't can't tease the episode yet, but it'll be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) Sure. I'm sure. Um, and we hope everyone has a great Valentine's Day. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have plans? I am going out to dinner with my girlfriend and her parents. Okay. Have, yeah, sounds great. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> How about you?
0: Uh, we're going to go to a a like a nice restaurant like uh, in Santa Monica kind of on the by the ocean. Ooh, I love it's called Santa Meat Monica on the ocean. What's it called? Meat on the ocean. Ooh, gonna get a turkey burger? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: nice. I think I'm gonna get myself a nice steak. Sweet. What are you gonna do, Trey? Uh we're plans are in the works. <laughs> <laughs> plans are in the works. <laughs> That's still that so far away. Mean, he do, he is not. The, he forgot it was Valentine's. <laughs> day. <laughs> better, better get on those plans, Trey. Oh yeah. uh, boy. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, Trey is alive next week. <laughs> Talk to you next week. You've been listening
0: to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB bros. Thanks for listening.